0: Restaurant Unstoppable, episode 81. Welcome to RestaurantUnstoppable.com. Listen to successful restaurant professionals as they discuss the tools, tactics, and services they use to better lead, manage, and market their restaurants. Join our community and make your restaurant dreams unstoppable. Here's your host. Eric Catchatori. Yo! What's going on, all you unstoppable restaurant professionals? It's your host, Eric Cacciatore, and this is the podcast for personal growth in the restaurant industry. And you know how we do it, by listening to the stories of the industry's most successful restaurant professionals and taking their advice um, and applying their advice in our own careers and lives. So, I've been a little MIA the past... Two weeks, and I apologize, but I just started a new job at the New Hampshire Lodging and Restaurant Association, which is really exciting for me. Um, the networking I'll be doing, the learning I'll be doing, um, it's just a great step in the right direction. So, uh, the sacrifice of. Uh, Having to miss a couple weeks was worth it because of the opportunities this job is going to create for me. Uh, So I apologize if you guys have been looking and wondering where the episodes have been. Uh, Don't worry, I will be coming back in full steam. I'm just trying to catch my stride with this new job and trying to get the schedule out and, uh, you know, just <laughs> trying to get in that rhythm. So, until that happens, uh bear with me. I'll be trying to do at least one episode a week. Uh, but, before long, we'll be back to the goal of three episodes a week. Uh, I have a great show for you today, like always. Before I hit play, please, 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 let me remind you to give me five-star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher Radios. It helps so much with getting the word out and getting noticed. Uh, your support would be so greatly appreciated. And uh, reach out to me on Facebook, LinkedIn, Google+, Twitter, I'm out there. Uh, I'm looking for your advice on who to get on the show and to look for topics for Authority Thursday. Um, anything you guys want to hear, just let me know and I'll do everything I can, uh, everything humanly possible to get those folks and to get those topics on the show. So, with that, enjoy today's episode. Yeah. With excitement, allow me to introduce to you today's guest, Misty Young Missy. Are you ready to drop some restaurant bombs? of knowledge.
1: I am so ready to drop some restaurant bombs of knowledge. Eric, here we go. Let's do this thing. (laughs) All
0: right, let's get into it. Uh, Misty has literally gone from rags to restaurants and has an incredible story which we're all about to hear. Today she is the owner of four squeeze ins, with the fifth on the way. It does over four million in annual sales. In addition to working on her restaurants, she runs an incredible resource called Misty.com and is a consultant and is the author of rags to restaurants an awesome book which i can't wait to dive into someday but that's just the beginning of your story and just a quick overview of who you are why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself and how you got to where you are today
1: Oh, I'd love to, Eric. Thanks so much for asking. First off, the, uh, the web address is mistyyoung.com. So there's mistyyoung.com. Uh, you gave just the first name. So I want to make sure that your reader or that the listeners hear that it's both the first and last name. Whoops. And the, the, <laughs> <Sorry about that. laughs> it's totally okay. It happens. The, uh, the story is pretty cool. You know, I, I literally went from food stamps to franchising, uh, from, you know, living in a car in my early years and being on food stamps and, and the WIC program to now employing over 90 people. And running a multi-million-dollar operation that's in the process of expanding. As as you mentioned, we've got four locations. The fifth is under construction, and we're in the process currently of awarding our first of three franchises that we will award this year, next year between seven and ten, and for 2016, all bets are off. Let's see as fast as we can grow this company. We've uh, we've loved it. It's been a, a long, you know, arduous journey, literally to go from floundering to flourishing, but uh, we've done it, and and I'm super happy to be part of it. It's been a- great it's been a great ride
0: you truly are a very (laughs) motivational and inspirational story just hearing coming from nothing going to school and um i mean you you went to school you you graduated uh, living off food stamps you said and then you did your your career and it found out that you know it wasn't quite right for you and then you just kind of started chasing your dreams and with hard work and persistence you've you know created something pretty incredible and it's, it's just very inspiring so before we dive into uh the you know the and to getting to find out what it is about you that makes you so successful, uh, I like to have all my guests share with me a success quote so What do you have for us today? If you can't think of a quote, a mantra works fine too.
1: You know, there's so many, I I literally have dozens and dozens, hundreds I have dozens of books around my desk. I have hundreds of books and authors that I study on a regular basis, but when it really comes down to it, it comes down to, can you get along with people? And John Maxwell says that people won't go along with you unless they get along with you. You got to be a nice person, you know, and if you, if you can't be a nice person, you have to at least be respectful and courteous. I mean, you have to find, a way to meet people where they are. And again, people won't go along with you if they can't get along with you. So be nice.
0: People can't go along with you unless they get along with you. I love it.
1: Isn't um, it great? That yeah. How, how can you how can you be a leader of people <laughs> if they all hate you? you and this know? is
0: such a social career. Like there's so many uh way- different opportunities to connect. You're constantly meeting new people, connecting with new people, not just guests, but employees. It's just a high turnover rate. You have to get people. I bet you'll find if you are one of those people that everyone gets along with, you're going to see that turnover rate go down significantly too, which is, Really mm-hmm. cool. So um, the first question I have for you is what is your your it factor? In your opinion, uh, what is it about you that has made you so successful? There's got to be something special
1: going on in there. I, I got to find out who it is. <laughs> well, I'm not sure if there's really anything special, but I've got to say I'm pretty ambitious. You know, there's a lot of things I wanted. I, if there are things to be done, I want to do them. If there's places to go, I want to go. There are people to meet, I want to meet them. I, I like getting things done. I really, really like being productive. Productivity is important to me. So when I think of, you know, the word CEO to me means creating economic opportunity. And I really love to create economic opportunity for myself and others. I'm driven Uh, by an idea that I really want to give away a million dollars a year. That's been a goal of mine for a long time. I can't give away a million dollars a year unless I'm making multi-millions a year. So I'm on the path and uh, my ambition is going to help me get there to that place of philanthropy.
0: Where is that million dollars going to go? I have to know.
1: It is going to go to, you know, a mom with a couple kids who needs a van, a family that needs a down payment for a house, someone who wants to go to college, someone who's just down and out. It's not going to be a million dollars to foundations. It's going to be a million dollars to people in need as much as possible. I'd really like to just give it directly to people. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be some causes that I'll be able to write checks to, but I just can't wait. I can't wait to start cutting checks in big amounts when someone comes and says, I need money, you know?
0: I think we're going to be great friends someday. Because you sound like me. This is what I say all the time. I'm always talking about how successful I want to be so I can give it away. I mean, Uh, and I think that's what makes people in this industry uh, or people, I think people like us are attracted to this industry because we're constantly just making other people happy. That's what makes people in this industry successful. And that's what has made you so successful, I'm sure. And I just love hearing this coming from you. Oh, that's great. Um, Is there anything else aside from ambition, productivity, and the desire to give millions of dollars away that makes you who you are?
1: You know, I've had a lot, of, uh, a lot of opportunity to grow in life. You know, you don't come from living in a car and being on food stamps to a place of economic security without really learning a lot. So growth and learning and a constant uh, desire to learn and grow on a professional development basis, I never stop learning. I'm always reading. You know, currently I'm reading, I, I read a lot of books and I'm, you know, Jim Collins' Good to Great is on my desktop. John Maxwell's Good Leaders Ask Great Questions is currently on my desktop. Of course, uh, From Rags to Restaurants, The Secret Recipe is on my desktop, but I just thumb through that one every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll have a
0: chance to share some more resources later, but, I mean, I just do love to hear how you're constantly pushing yourself. And that's one thing I beat to death on this show is the Japanese saying, uh, kaizen, which is constantly be improving. Uh, don't yes. settle. Always be improving. Always be pushing yourself. And it, it's a reoccurring... Uh, theme on the, the show my guests talking about how they're always trying to learn new things and always for- forcing themselves to improve and um, I mean that's just one of the biggest lessons I've taken away from being a student of this industry listening to folks like you is always be learning never get fat dumb and happy um, and just you know you know keep up with the time so it's all yep.
1: Yeah. Leaders are learners. You know, Mm -hmm. that's just the bottom line. Leaders are learners. They're always finding some new way to stretch. Once you stop growing, you just stop. You might as well just give up. You're already dead anyway. If you're not growing, you're just you haven't made it official yet. You know, so. You got to just keep growing and finding new ways to express the the human energy within you and and the spirit and the drive to serve others. And that's just my passion and my belief.
0: All right, Missy, now it's story time. So you have to think of a time in your career or in your life (laughs) where this ambition, this productivity, this desire to give millions away, your desire to grow and to learn all that good stuff, or just pick one of those factors and talk about how that factor got you to the next level. Bring us down to a moment in time into a story where this factor helped you reach the next level.
1: Oh my gosh. In 2006, we tried to purchase a restaurant down the street. Um, The owner of the restaurant came to us and quietly told us that he wanted to sell it. We negotiated, we came up with price, we, you know, made announcements, we made a down payment, we started all the process in the background of getting the liquor license changed. And, and uh, we were negotiating all the way down the path at the same time, uh, parallel tracking with the building owner. So we were going to purchase the building, the restaurant, the bar, the business, everything all at once. And literally, literally, we had already had the staff meetings, we had made introductions of management changes, the liquor license uh, transfer paperwork was in the window. And the the building owner came in and sat down across the table and sort of floated across the table uh, our document and he said i never agreed to this and it was at the 11th hour it was the day we came to sign things and um uh, it was not my proudest moment but i threw an, an absolute epic fit it was an awesome fit the kind <laughs> of fit that was like academy award-winning fit with you know flying four-letter invectives <laughs> and the whole bit and uh You know, while I'm not proud of that, it really was a turning point for us because, you know, we we went away from the deal um, badly bruised, lost a lot of money, lost reputation, lost credibility, all of that. And, uh, ended up finding out that we learned a lot about tenacity and about contracts and about, you know, the way you do business, uh, and you can't do it on a handshake. You can't do it on a conversation. You got to do it on a contract. And, um, and we thought we had done it all the right way, but we hadn't. Um, but it launched us. We just sort of all went back to the drawing board. That would be the, we as myself, my husband, uh, my daughter and our son-in-law. And we kind of went back to the drawing board and said, well, we've made all this energy and all this momentum. What else could we do? And we decided to open 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 up a second location of our restaurant, and then that's just, you know, taken its own life of its own. So here we are now, just a few years later with five locations, the fifth, of course, is under construction just south of San Francisco, and, uh, and franchising. So you know, that was a, a bad thing at the moment, at the time that it went down, man, I, I was in tears for a really long time. It hurt, mm-hmm. but that was the exact lesson we needed at the right moment to kick us off into something much bigger.
0: Which one of these it factors would you say it was <clears throat> that helped you, uh, you know, reach that level of success to continue forward?
1: Probably, probably two. You know, the ambition factor, I'm just going to keep moving. I'm very ambitious. I want to get stuff done. And the learning, the learning factor, you know, I learned a tremendous amount through that deal that went awry. And, uh, you know, it's it's not
0: the most important thing you learned was
1: contracts, Mm -hmm. importance of contracts.
0: Awesome great. Uh, That was a great story. You brought us right down to the moment. You told us how you felt. You told us that you're using curse words which has happened sometimes in this industry let's be honest. But um, let's talk about, I mean you kind of just gave us a failure but the next question I typically ask my guests is what's your biggest career career failure? Um, Is that, would you say that is your biggest career failure or do you have another one where you just fell on your face hard but got back up and learned something from it?
1: Gosh, that was probably it. I mean in terms of that was that was a pretty big failure but I have a better one actually and it's a much more personal story All you know in um it. I'll hit you, man. Father's Day of 2007. You know, I made this shift in my approach to doing business. I used to believe it was all about processes, systems, and efficiency. And I hammered on it all the time. I go, process, systems, efficiencies. You know, my husband would roll his eyes. My daughter and our son-in-law, everybody was sort of like, oh, my God, does she think about nothing but process, systems, efficiency? And the truth is, I didn't. And on Father's Day of 2007, I came into the restaurant. It's Father's Day, right? It's hammer time busy on Father's Day. It's like the second busiest day of the year. And uh, one of the cooks, I said something to the cook and he said something back. And I said something back and he gave me the single finger salute. (laughs) And he took off his apron and he put it on the counter and he walked out. And it's Father's Day. And so I got into that omelet corner myself that day and I cooked all the omelets on Father's Day. There were 178 of them and it was tough you know i didn't go into the restaurant business because oh i love to cook it's not that way at all you know i went into the restaurant business because i wanted to make money and i wanted to be a good businesswoman but i cooked all those omelets that day and it was absolutely exhausting and gave me a real true perspective about the people aspect. And ever since that day, I learned a tremendous lesson. It's not about processes, systems, and efficiency. It's about people, systems, and efficiency. That was an immediate shift. And uh, while it was tough, it was really an important lesson.
0: I mean, it's a huge lesson. And sometimes it takes these failures to learn the lessons and that's why I love getting the stories of these failures because it's not until we fall hard on our family, family that we know like wow I mean I guess I should take something away from this experience and yep. um, that people factor is so huge so thank you so much for sharing that with us yeah. So um, now we are ta- we've reached the point of the interview where we're just going to get some knowledge bombs thrown at us you're just going to like just pepper us with a whole handful of knowledge bombs are you ready for it
1: I'm ready for it. Are you ready?
0: I can't wait. All <laughs> right. So what advice do you have for fundraising or to creating funds for your restaurant, finding the money to get started?
1: You can use a crowdsourcing technique. If you've got a database, one great thing to do is to write to the people in your database and ask them to, to purchase from you to just do a sale, you know, sell a $1,200 gift card for a thousand bucks. Bam. Boom. Done.
0: Awesome. What advice do you have for hiring good people?
1: hire people that are motivated. You don't want to motivate people. You want to hire motivated people, uh, give them a live audition, but have them go through a series of a small series of training steps. First, you know, we send people through a 42 minute video training and then we put them on the floor for a live audition and they either make it or they don't.
0: Oh, wow. That's cool. I've never heard that one before. That's awesome. And I love how you talk about attitude. Um, I read recently, not too long ago, um, raising the bar by, um, why am I struggling with this TV personality? Restaurant Impossible. Um, help me out. What's his uh, John, John. John Taffer. John after. after. Yeah. we'll edit yeah. that up too. Uh, so yeah, he uh, he talks about like people are always looking for experience, but yeah, you know, sometimes you just have to look for the attitude because you can train people anything, but you can't train attitude. So
1: right. Um, I like to say that you can, you know, hire for personality. You can't mandate personality. You can mandate behavior. So find the right personality and then, and then match the behavior to it.
0: Great. So when you find these good people, what advice do you have for keeping them on your team?
1: Treat them really well, uh, recognize that people are the very center focus of all the entire restaurant business your your two people you know the two groups of people at the very center of your focus need to be your associates and your guests
0: mm-hmm. I love it and that's kind of reminds me of what Danny Meyer says with uh, lightened hospitality you got to start with your inner guests, your employees, and then you focus on your customers because if your guests or your inner employees are happy then they 'll make your guests happy so Awesome. Exactly. Awesome advice. Uh what advice do you have for teamwork in getting through a heated moment or a rush?
1: We make sure that we have a tribe mentality. You know, a team comes together, they play the game, and then they just band. A tribe sort of belongs together. They stay together. They have more of a family approach. So we teach our tribe members to serve not only the guest, but to serve each other. Regularly asking throughout the day, is there anything I can do for you? How can I help you? Would you like something to drink? I mean, we're always working to help each other.
0: Awesome. It's kind of like you can think of it as not just you. You don't have... You can't be the only person focusing on your inner guests. Everybody has to be focusing on each other, Uh, and that's a really great mentality to have. I love it. So, uh, all right, let's talk about your favorite restaurant resource. What's one book or two books? It sounds like you have a whole library up in that head of yours uh, that you would recommend to somebody getting into this industry or for any restaurant owner.
1: Um, there's, a, a you know, the, the old standard books that are so much fun and they're, they're like real basics, you know, waiter and waitress training. I mean, basics, you know, uh, financial restaurant financials, the basics. I can't even tell you the authors of these things. I keep them all as reference books in my other office. I, I find, um, books on leadership and books on coaching and books on management are more up my league than the restaurant books themselves. Cause I like restaurant resources like, weight Mm trainer.com. And I like restaurant owner.com. I mean, restaurantowner.com is one of the absolute best tools, but it's not a book. It's a website, but it's one of the best tools on the planet for independent restaurant owners.
0: Awesome. Um, so of these leadership books, is there one that comes to mind?
1: Yeah. The 21 irrefutable laws of leadership by John Maxwell. I mean, this book is on my desk. It is, it is marked up, tagged up, folded down. It's got all kinds of weird, you know, it's got weird bookmarks in it. I mean, uh, yeah, this is just the kind of stuff. I mean, the, the, the information that's in this book, the law of respect, the law of process, the law of solid ground, the law of addition. I mean, the law of addition says that when you add value to people and you lift them up and you help them advance, you make them something bigger than themselves and insist them in who they are, are supposed to be, they'll do anything for you. It, isn't that great advice for restaurant it's, people? It's
0: awesome. And I love right? how you, I love how you say that you believe it's better to look into the leadership and management books than it is to actually go into the restaurant books, because being such a a social uh, business, you you really just need to be able to lead. And it's just that social aspect of things are so important in this industry. So I love how you say that
1: you stress the importance. Absolutely. Um, Well, and, and, and I have, I can't, we can't leave this section without mentioning, you know, (laughs) uh, who moved my cheese and the one minute manager, you know, and the, the books by, um, Ken Blanchard, I mean, the raving fans and all of those books that, you know, we've actually required our managers to read those books because those books are just fantastic reading. And although they're not specifically about restaurants, they're very specifically about humans and human relations, and you can apply them to any business.
0: All right. Yeah. And if you guys want to check out any of these resources, like always, you can just head over to the show notes at www.restaurantunstoppable.com slash, I think you're episode 81, Wow. Nice. Um, don't quote me on that. I, <laughs> I'm i pretty sure it's 81, but uh, yeah. Uh, just head over to the show notes, and you'll find all the links right there. Um, and let's talk about marketing. I mean, I feel like so many people get in, into this industry because they love food, because they love people, but they don't really know how to market. So what advice do you have for us on that topic?
1: You know, marketing is math first and foremost. You gotta get your head out of the emotions of it and just do it from a math perspective. Mm -hmm. So everything you do needs to be trackable, measurable, accountable. And accountability is the, you know, it's the, the number one word in marketing. So if you're doing old school institutional image advertising on a radio, a television, uh, a yellow pages or a newspaper, that stuff's just not trackable. I mean, there are some ways you can make it trackable, but it's far better if you have a database, mm-hmm. build a big herd of people and put an iron fence around them and contact them continuously with, Emails and direct mail, actual postcards, and track their you know track their spending, track their loyalty, and then specifically create uh, segmented and you know different offers to them. Uh, the database is the number one, absolute bottom line piece of marketing that every single independent restaurant operator needs. And of course, no discussion on marketing in this in this era would be appropriate without talking about social media. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just have to meet people where they are. Absolutely. And they're in their cars, they're in their, they're on their phones, they're on their laptop, in their bed, in their jammies. You've yeah. got to meet them where they are. And you have to provide content that's relevant and meaningful to them to engage them.
0: So what? give us an example of a piece of content that's relevant and meaningful.
1: Um, there were some fires, for example, uh, where you know Reno particularly seemed to be on fire. And so we had this opportunity. All these firefighters showed up. We fed them for free. And then we had them, this is one of the best pictures we've ever taken at the squeeze. We had them all stand out front of the squeeze sort of, you know, in this pose. And uh, we posted it as a thank you. And bam, I mean, that thing just took off. You know, it it was meaningful because it was, the community was literally burning. And so here we were just being active and involved. I mean, it could be fun stuff like that. Or it could be other things like, uh, you know, fun parody videos. We've done a parody video to um, Omelette. You know, which is, um, I can't even remember the name of that Black Eyed Peas video that I'm trying to think of. But we did the omelette video. We've done a Harlem-style, Harlem shake video. (laughs) You know, we've just gotten out there doing fun stuff. We're doing a Christmas uh, parody video that's going to be coming out in a couple weeks.
0: I don't want to interrupt you because you're giving us great advice. But really, to sum it all up, you need to do more than just, like, Put text out there. You need some multimedia. You need oh, yeah. either a video or, or some kind of graphic that catches your eyes, and because people. Well, I mean, with, especially with the graphics, people can take in more with the visual graphic, and it's just appealing. Like, people want to see that. They don't want to read text. They read text all day. They want to be entertained, and the video is great just for connecting with your guests on a whole new level. And the yep. really big thing to take away is be a person. It's This is the people business. It's people to people. Um, so, and you mentioned how important it is to, you know, focus on people and that you're a failure. you got to focus on it's a people business. So it goes to your guests, too. Connect with them like you would with a best friend, and you'll see that your marketing takes off so
1: absolutely
0: all incredible advice so before i move on to the next question can you just like quickly sprout out sprout out maybe like two analytics tools that you use because you talk about numbers being so important in marketing um what analytical tools do you use to track your numbers
1: Well, of course, we use our point of sale system to look at everything from, you know, what items are selling, what are the superstars, and what are the dogs. we also use that to monitor our labor. And, you know, I mentioned earlier that prime cost was really important for us. So prime cost, uh, I'm assuming most folks on this, you know, listening are are familiar with it. But very quickly, it is the uh, ratio of gross sales. It's the addition of Your labor, inclusive, and your cost of goods sold as a percentage of gross sales is your prime cost. So we're monitoring that at the restaurant daily. In some cases, we're monitoring always our labor hourly. You know, we want to make changes. We want to make them quickly. So, you know, point of sale systems for prime cost. The second thing is our uh, database, our loyalty program. We use prime cost on one hand and guest satisfaction surveys on the other hand to determine our manager bonuses. So you can't cut the floor, cut the staff, cut the service and have a corresponding cut in guest experience and get a bonus. You gotta cut the floor, cut the you know, cut the costs and still keep the guest experience at a ninety five percent Combined of excellent or good, and then you get your bonus. And there's a, a pretty hefty bonus package on the table for our managers who do so.
0: I love how you incorporate that incentive to give your your people to, to you know something to work for and towards. That's really cool. I, I yeah, love a lot. Um, they like too. I'm sure they do. All right, so um, let's talk about uh, maybe a technology. We're kind of touching on this right now. A technology or product or service that you can give a completely objective. Review on it. Maybe it's a service that increases productivity, profitability. But part of what I'm trying to do with this podcast is to create awareness about what's out there because it's so hard to stay on top of everything that's happening. So, what is one thing you know about that you would put your seal of approval on?
1: Weight Trainer, WeightTrainer.com is a cloud-based service. It's a learning management system, a content system where you can upload your manuals, your job descriptions, your videos. Uh, whatever content that you use in your restaurant, and then you can hold your staff, your associates accountable to what they've actually looked at, what they've viewed, what tests they've, they've covered. So from our perspective, uh, what a time saver who prints stuff anymore. We don't, we give every person a login. They go in, they do their training and it's all accountable. It's awesome. a fabulous tool.
0: That sounds incredible. And I'll have yeah. the link. not forget in the show notes, just head over to restaurant unstoppable. You'll find them there. Um, all right. So what is the best business advice you would give somebody getting into this industry?
1: Know your numbers attract success. You cannot stand on a firm foundation unless that foundation is financials and operations. That is the true firm foundation of the restaurant business. You start at leadership. You know, I have what I call the five year refutable laws of restaurant success and they begin at leadership at the top financials and operations as your firm foundation products and services comes next and then marketing Mm -hmm. and you know you just you can't do well in this business if you don't know your numbers
0: man i love it you're just dropping big old bombs of knowledge this has been an incredible interview i've asked all the questions i have for you what is one question i could have asked you that you think would have made this interview a little bit better
1: Mm. <laughs> I don't know what do I love to eat <laughs> why, why here's a great question why does a vegan own a breakfast restaurant <laughs> but you wouldn't know the you wouldn't know that to begin with
0: <laughs> so what's the answer if you, if you that's the question what's the answer
1: I just it just evolved that way I mean <laughs> I, I wasn't always a vegan I became one but yeah it's just kind of a funny it's a funny irony you know
0: it's <laughs> funny well Missy, you've been incredible. You've been an awesome guest. So I like to wrap up every episode with the opportunity for you to call somebody out. Who is a one indie restaurant professional that you think would make a great contribution to this show?
1: Rory Fat. F A T T Rory Fat
0: Rory Fat with two T's. I am coming after you, and uh, I can't wait to find out what kind of um, bombs of knowledge you're going to drop on the show. And for anybody who's listening in at home, that thinks that you know this company, this franchise, or that you're running, uh, squeeze in. It's, it's a, what's the uh, official name now you're calling it?
1: It's officially squeeze in. That's the name of the company. I mean, we have squeeze in franchising LLC, but it's the squeeze in.
0: Okay. I just want to make sure I was getting it right. They're listening yeah. in at home right now. and They want to come work for you. How can we connect?
1: A uh, couple of ways they can find us on squeeze in.com. It's S Q U E E Z E I N just one N uh, squeeze in.com. Or they can find me misty young at misty
0: awesome well thank you so much Misty you've been incredible um, you're seriously just dropping some big old bombs of knowledge you've made us all better and I wish you the best of luck not that you're going to need it because you sound pretty stellar uh, so uh, <laughs> again thank you it was incredible having you on the show
1: thanks Eric I'm so glad to be here I hope I added value
0: you absolutely did <laughs> Thank you so much, Misty. You are such an awesome guest. Uh, just so incredible. Uh, the advice she shared with us today, and i um, you know, it's no coincidence that all my guests. One common denominator is they're always looking to learn and expand upon their knowledge and to grow. And uh, one of the ways they do it is by reading. They're always reading. Misty had a whole list of books for us. And they're all right there in the show notes. So just go check out www.restaurantunstoppable.com slash 81. Many of these books are on audio at audible.com. Make sure you head over to audibletrial.com slash unstoppable to get your free audio book. Um, if you do use my links, guys, I do get a commission. And it's how I am able to bring these episodes to you. So if you like what you're listening to and you're finding value in these episodes, please support me by using my links. Uh, thank Thank you in advance. But yeah, just uh, you know, just so much, so much actionable advice on how to lead, how to manage people. Uh, she really stressed the importance of having good people skills. I believe. Let me scroll up here and read her quote real quick. Um, really struck you know uh, a vein with me. People won't go along with you unless they get along with you. Just powerful stuff. So. um I hope you guys enjoyed it. I know I did. And until next time, peace out.